0: you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News On The Go. I'm Mark Fry and this is the 830 On The Go for Friday, March 1st, 2024. It appears to be the end of the road for a Minnesota Viking. St. Paul teachers look to spend the weekend negotiating a new contract And a big-time Big Ten event takes over downtown Minneapolis in just about a week. We'll begin in downtown Minneapolis where a pair of Minneapolis City Council members are proposing changes following a massive fire at a South Minneapolis homeless encampment surrounded by encampment outreach organizations. Minneapolis Ward 9 Council member Jason Chavez and Ward 10 Council member Aisha Chugtai pledged to bring forward a trio of ordinances they feel will help the city better address homeless encampments among them is a safe outdoor space ordinance modeled after one passed in denver chavez says this ordinance would not legalize encampments on sidewalks this is a data-driven approach some cities have adopted tent structures tiny home models micro units this is a temporary space that can provide permanent housing to our residents nonprofits and community partners would run safe outdoor spaces with permitting through the city of minneapolis other proposed ordinances include an encampment eviction policy and a reporting policy detailing the costs of said evictions. It's unclear what type of supports the proposals would receive from the full council and Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. Meanwhile, Minneapolis city officials are sharing more information about that large fire at that south side homeless encampment. The fire broke out about 1230 at this encampment here on East 28th Street. It went to a two alarm fire because the conditions made it more difficult to fight. Minneapolis Fire Chief Brian Tyner. We got very lucky, yes. Winds would have complicated the situation. Even if this would have happened uh, in the middle of the night, I think we could have had a very different outcome. The camp known as Nenakazi was cleared recently at a location near here. Mayor Jacob Fry says they are working with housing advocates to try to find shelter for the 50 or so residents, adding that large encampments with open flames are never safe. In Minneapolis, Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. St. Paul residents and city council members are speaking out today about tenant protections throughout the city. A small group of renters stood bundled against the cold in front of Afton View Apartments. Hundreds living here haven't had renter protection since the safe housing ordinance was repealed three years ago. St. Paul City Council President Mitra Jalali. I am really, really grateful, above all, to our community for not giving up hope. Because candidly, we can't afford to. We don't get to change our living situation. St. Paul needs our council and our mayor and our community allies to come back together this year to take on comprehensive housing policy. Jalali says those protections can help those who look at today, the first day of the month, as a day when they may not be able to afford to pay the rent. In the western end of St. Paul, Al Schock, News Talk 830, WCCO. Mediation is back underway between St. Paul school officials and teachers who have threatened to go on strike later this month if a new contract is not reached. Negotiators have said they're prepared to work as long as necessary this weekend to come to an agreement. The teachers union voted to strike last month. If there is a walkout, it would begin March 11th. No other talks are scheduled past the negotiations planned to start friday there are more than 3700 teachers in the saint paul school district with which has some 33000 students Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty is speaking out about two robbery sprees involving multiple juveniles after questions have been raised about whether those arrested were being charged. Over the course of the two weekends involved, Minneapolis police referred 12 juvenile cases to the county attorney's office. But Moriarty says charging these youth goes beyond just catching them in a stolen vehicle. Simply because a youth may be found in a stolen car does not mean that we can prove that they stole the car. It also doesn't mean that they were in the car at the time it was used to commit a robbery. She says of the 12 arrested, nine have been charged and that her office is working hard to hold all those involved accountable. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830, WCCO. Multiple sources report that the Minnesota Vikings have informed running back Alexander Madison that he'll be released. Madison was with the Vikings for five years and was elevated to the starting lineup after Dalvin Cook was cut by the team. But Madison was unable to hold on to the job, rushing for 700 yards and zero touchdowns on the ground. The more saved... The move saves more than $3 million against the Vikings' 2024 salary cap. The Salvation Army Northern Division is hosting a pop-up food collection Saturday morning at Cub Foods in St. Louis Park. Salvation Army Captain Josh Polanco says it's part of a month-long food collection to help supply the metro area's nine food shelves for at least three months. In the past three years, families uh, have needed to depend on local food shelves. We've seen growth of visits from 3.5 million visits a year to 7.5 million visits just last year alone. The food drive runs from 10 a.m. until noon Saturday at the Knollwood Cub Foods location. And the Big Ten Conference is set to take over Minneapolis next week. The more than 109,000 fans flocking to a sold-out Target Center for next week's Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament in downtown Minneapolis may hope to catch just a glimpse of the game's biggest star. The triple-double is true. She's got two in a row, six on the season, and another bucket. It's a 30-piece. Caitlin Clark showed fans what could be in store during another record-breaking performance Wednesday night against the Gophers. Iowa looks to join Maryland and Ohio State as the only other teams to ever three-peat. In the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament, the Ohio State Buckeyes, though, look to be a strong contender this year. They last won it in 2018. That ended Maryland's chances at winning four in a row. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO.